following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome back to Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier. Week one is in the books. We are full go now here with football season. Um, so we've got a fun show lined up for you guys today. We're going to catch up with Brentwood head coach Clint Finch to talk about his uh, team season opening win over Blackman. We're also going to give some picks and previews for some of the top games across the Nashville area this week. Before we do all of that, though, let's check in with Tyler. Tyler, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm uh, ready to see what week two will bring us. I thought that was for for the first week. There was some stuff that kind of surprised us. I think you could tell by looking at our staff picks that uh, I don't think necessarily we weren't on our game. I think we might have just uh, misjudged a few teams in week one. I mean, that's kind of a easy week to pick. I don't know why, but uh, I'm used to see it. I'm just used to a little more chalk in week one, I guess, Russell. Now, maybe my memory just doesn't serve me well and uh this happens more often but uh, i thought I, you know, I love that i think we're entering a new year a really uh different year here because we there was you know 10 mr football finalists graduated um from last year in the area i mean i think a good crop of talent left and now we get to kind of do the digging of figuring out uh, a little bit about who's next so i think it was an interesting week one in that regard yeah, it seems like, at least in some respects, there's a changing of the guard. Of course, you still got Lipscomb. you still got Oakland. It looks like they're right there among the favorites in, in their classifications. But, uh, you know, you look down the list, and in that Division II single-A Blue Cross Bowl from a year ago, I mean, Nashville Christian and DCA, they both lost their opening games with a lot of new faces on both those teams. So, um, you know, that could open the door for somebody in that classification. Uh, Summit, of course, has been to three straight state championship games, and uh, – you know, when you've been to three state title games in a row, you can't really complain what happens in year four once those guys have graduated. You know, Dustin, Keaton Wade, Brady Pierce, and everyone else they had. Uh, but man, they got they got uh, a tough loss there, thirty to seven to Henry County. And when you look at their schedule, it doesn't set up very favorably at all. Uh, you know, they kind of ran through it last year with a great team, but um, I, you know, I like them to get a bounce back winning at Spring Hill this week. But then after that. I mean, they've got Ravenwood, Independence, um, all those Williamson County teams. Just a bu- I've, I've got it written down somewhere here. Uh, yeah, Brentwood, Blackman, Centennial Beach. I mean, that is going to be a gauntlet for them, especially with a brand new team. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It, it will be interesting to see kind of who takes the place of some of these teams that have dominated the last couple of years that um, may have lost some of their top players to graduation. Yeah, and then for the powers that, that I see out there, it's sort of a similar – you know, the teams we think are favorites um, very well might still be the favorites. It's just you see a lot of different guys getting it done for those teams now, uh, which is which is interesting at any time that happens. So um, there's just a lot of new sort of territory for us to cover. It feels like not enough, not as much institutional knowledge maybe as the past when it comes to personnel. So uh, that's 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 kind of fun, too. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes, forces you to get a roster out and kind of know what's going on. Um, and yeah, I believe I went five and five in the week one picks, so definitely below my standards. Uh, you know, Blaine Keller though, he, he's he's kind of making us all feel better. I think he went two and eight 
Uh, oh, Blaine. So I didn't realize t- that. Tough week for Blaine. That's that's a welcome to the Main Street Preps pick em week for Blaine. It was his first week picking. But um, anyways, hopefully things are a little more smooth this week. And welcome to the league, Blaine. Yeah. We've got some more data to work with here, so hopefully that'll that'll help us out. But looking forward to the show today. We are fired up to have Clint Finch on here to talk about um, everything that's going on with Brentwood. That's one of those teams that has got a lot of new names, but it uh, looks like they're still getting it done. So we're going to take a quick break here, and then we will come back with Clint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Preps this week. It's time to welcome in Brentwood football coach Clint Finch for an interview. See if you can, there he is. Hey, Clint, how you doing today? I'm great, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Thanks for thanks for joining us today, Clint. Um, Appreciate it. First Clint. off, congratulations on the week one win. You guys get it done against Blackman there at home. Um, you know, especially given the slow start you guys had last year coming out of the gate. I mean, how, how meaningful was that for you and the rest of the team to get off on the right foot this season? Well, I think you know, and and a lot of you know, a tip of the hat to Blackman. You know, I think they're they're going to be a really good football team this year. Uh, I think it's huge when you can get off to a good start like that. You you work so long in this sport uh, to get to those ten kind of really special Friday night events, uh, and so. To, to have it go your way that first Friday night is a good feeling. Uh, you, you like to think it sets the tone for the season uh, and, and really allows you to start building some momentum uh, heading into week two. Yeah, let's let's talk about Blackman a little bit, Clint. Um, that, was a, that was an offense that everybody 
believed would be really lethal this year, and I believe they will be a, a really good offense this year. But you guys, you guys held them to 14 points. What's the, what's the difficulty in defending them, and what was kind of your winning formula? So obviously, I mean, I think that they got a they have a really good system. Okay, they believe in their system. Um, they also have some really dynamic athletes over there. Um, you know, they'll play up-tempo on you, but you know that they're going to try to run the ball a little bit, but you know they're going to try to take some shots, and, you know, it's high-risk, high-reward offense. Um, I think the biggest thing for us on defense is that we're carrying over a pretty good defense from last year. We return a number of starters. Uh, our defensive coordinator is Mike Kane. I think he's the best in the business. I got a tremendous amount of uh, trust in him, the defensive staff, and our defensive players. I, I think the the biggest thing was we were we were going to be physical with them, uh, and we were not going to let their quarterback feel comfortable in the pocket. And I think at the end of the night, that worked out to our advantage. But I mean, obviously, um, they got some some dynamic athletes over there, and it could be a challenge to defend them. And we'll get to that defense more in just a minute here, Clint. But uh, looking at the offense, two transfers at key positions. You've got Grant Nelson from Michigan, uh, quarterback, and uh, help me with the pronunciation here, uh, Humsey. Nassar at uh, running back from Texas. Is that did I get anywhere close on that one? Yeah, so we did. We picked up uh, Hamzi Nassar is a running back from uh, Texas that moved in. Uh, I think he wound up leading the team. I think he had 94 rushes uh, or 94 yards. Sorry, on Friday. Uh, Hamzi's kind of a hard nosed runner. You know, we we tell him that that you know, in in our running back stable, you know, he's he's the guy that we want to go in there and pound the football with. Uh, did a really really good job doing that. Ran really hard. Um, Kind of complements uh, our other running back, uh, Jackson Lowe. And then we also had another junior, Trey Doris, uh, got in there. So we, we were really pleased with our running back play on Friday night. Uh, Grant Nelson did transfer to us from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and so he had been a quarterback up there. I think it started up there since he was a sophomore, or midway through his sophomore year. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that I've never gone through a situation like this where you have – four or five weeks to acclimate a kid to your offense. You know, we, we've been blessed that we've had kids that either played freshman ball or JV ball or they were returning starters in our program. And that's asking a lot, uh, asking a lot of a kid to step in there with, with our offense, which winds up really being a quarterback-driven offense, uh, to understand the RPOs that we run, to understand our passing game, to understand uh, the checks and the hot reads. But – you know, at the end of the day, we asked Grant, hey, go out there, manage this ball game, uh, make some throws that you're comfortable in doing, don't try to do too much, and and he did exactly that. So uh, those two kids have been a boost for us. You know, they've, they've been a nice addition to our program. Uh, team first kids, hard worker kids. So uh, super excited to have them. That, that run game, Clint, um, was pretty instrumental in uh, the time of possession against Blackman. Uh, you know, with Hamzi Nassar and Jackson Lowe, they, they almost got 200 yards by themselves, but you end up with more than 220 as a team with kind of your quarterbacks helping round out that yardage. How much will the run game be part of your identity this season? Uh, I think, you know, your run game is always is always predicated on, on how good your offensive line is, right? I mean, you can have uh, a really good running back, but if you can't sit there and match up up front and get some movement um, – you know, that's going to negate a, a quality running back. Um, we think that this particular offensive line is one of the better ones we've had. 
Uh, they play with uh, a higher level of physicality that we've played with in the past. Uh, so I think, you know, I tell everybody that, that you know, I, I, my roots are in coaching O-line. So, you know, we want to be as balanced as possible, but at the same point in time, we understand in, in high school football and 6A football, uh, you need to be able to run the football to be successful. Um, it played a huge role on Friday. I think – I can't remember exactly. I think our time of possession was about 23 minutes. Uh, theirs was about 13 minutes. I had something like that, maybe 24 and 13, um, which was huge. Like, if, if we have the football, they don't have the football, and uh, that, that's just – less snaps they have a chance to put the hands in some of those more dynamic playmakers that Blackman had on Friday. Uh, we also were able to uh, snap it more than we did. I think we snapped it 64, they snapped it 46. So if, if you've got a really good defense and you can control the ball and control the clock, uh, that's a huge, huge advantage. You know, there are a lot of guys that can, can operate, you know, on, on minimal snaps and minimal time of possession, but we don't think that's where we are right now. So that, that needs to be a formula that we can carry over throughout the season. You guys had three field goals and two touchdowns last week, and both touchdowns came from Adam Fontecha. Uh, I know he had a chance to be the starting quarterback in the preseason. Uh, he's primarily been a defensive player in the past, but um, this year, is he somebody you guys feel like you can use kind of all over the field? So, you know, I think the thing with Adam was was when when we started the season, we thought that that – you know, before Grant transferred in, we kind of thought Adam was our, our best plan at quarterback. And we went through the summer uh, with him working at quarterback, but he'd been playing safety predominantly uh, since his sophomore year. He did play freshman uh, a quarterback. We played quarterback as a freshman. Um, so we thought Adam was going to be the guy. When Grant moved in, we thought that that would, would allow us to now experiment about putting Adam back on defense. Um where, quite honestly, he's going to play somewhere at, at the next level, uh, probably on the back end of a defense somewhere. Um, but at the same point in time, Adam's a really good athlete. He's a really good team player. We got down there around the end zone uh, on the two touchdowns, and, and he's a pretty dynamic runner. Uh, and we just have a little package uh, that we like to get him in the game. I think, again, you know, that's something that we're going to try to expand on and continue to do over the course of the year. But really, really cool. Uh, that we got two guys that can go back there and take snaps and operate. Each brings their own thing to the table. Um, so we were, we were really pleased with Adam. You know, he played a big part in Friday night's uh, victory. Who uh, who are we maybe not talking enough about on the Brentwood defense right now, Clint? Is there a player or, or multiple players or a certain unit that has stood out to you to this point? Well, and and you know. Like I said earlier, we've leaned on that defense, you know, all throughout the, the last part of the season last year and obviously leaned on a pretty heavy Friday night. Uh, the, the D line, uh, just kind of like we feel like our offensive line is is one of the better ones we've had. We feel really good about our D line. Uh, we roll a lot of kids in there. So, I mean, it's it's a Noah Dixon. It's a Jackson Vingland. Uh, it's a Ruger Humble. It's a Seth uh, Adams. Uh, that D-line is is really what makes, I think, our defense go. You know, you have to kind of win it from the inside all the way to the back end. Uh, they do a great job on the run. They do a great job on pass pressure. Uh, obviously, Jason Lowe is a dynamic outside linebacker. Uh, he plays kind of our, our what we call a bandit, our field outside linebacker. Uh, we had a lot of success on Friday with, with bringing him. Uh, from the outside, bringing outside pressure with him. But on the other side, you have Christian Staggs as a senior, and you got um, um, 
Cooper McAfee, sorry, you got Cooper McAfee, two other good outside linebackers opposite of him. Really, I think maybe the big story on our defense is we've been really blessed to have a, a long history of really solid inside linebackers. And we, we've graduated um, those guys, seems like, every year. And, and right now, Max Orfici, Will Adcock, uh, and, and Jack Carroll are three juniors that don't have a lot of snaps under their belt, but they're all rotating our inside linebacker position and uh, doing a really, really good job for us, for, for young men that just don't have a lot of varsity reps under their belt there. So Father Ryan is up next on the revenge tour, if you will. The uh, Irish won last year's meeting 26-13. to 13. What do you make of this week's matchup? So, you know, when when – and we've been, you know, I guess we played Father Ryan back in 2017 and 2018. Uh, then we, of course, played him last year. Uh, tremendous amount of respect for that coaching staff over at Father Ryan. Obviously, I think Brian Rector has been in the, the high school coaching game for a long time. He hires good people, uh, and, and they always have a really, really good plan. Uh, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be physical. Um I know they're 0-1 right now, but I think, you know, we watched the film with East Nashville. East Nashville is a really, really good football team. I don't think there's any shame in, in losing to East Nashville. Um, we think that, that you know, we want to go out and do the same thing against them. We need to establish the run. Uh, we need to pick our moments to take some shots uh, in, in the passing game. Uh, we need to play good defense, you know, and, and I know it's all a bunch of coaching cliches, and I try not to use them, but you got to win the turnover battle. you got to limit uh, stupid mistakes. You've got to limit penalties um, because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're a well-coached football team with kids that play hard, um, and, and whoever plays cleanest on Friday night is probably going to have the best chance to win that ball game. Okay, Clint, you get to uh, put your analyst hat on here. Uh, you get to do your best Darren Joins impression. Uh, when you look around your region, Region 7, 6A, what was a team that coming into the year you thought had a chance to be maybe the most improved of the group or the, you know, maybe much improved. And uh, I will allow you to say your own team if you, if you feel like it. Well, you know, is here's, here's what I know. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dodge the question, but I think quite honestly, I think this is a really balanced year uh, in this league. Uh, I think, you know, you've got Scott Stidham, uh, Scott Stidham, down at Indy. I think he's going to do a great job with Indy. Uh, they've got some really good athletes down there. I, you know, they were four and seven last year. I, I don't see them uh, repeating that kind of season. I think they're going to be improved. Uh, Coach Kreisky at Centennial, uh, you know, they won six ball games last year. I, I think those kids really believe in what they're doing uh, over there. I think they're going to be a threat. And, you know, just looking, we had the opportunity to go 7v7 with Franklin. Um, uh, over the summer, I thought they were vastly improved. And, of course, they went up there and played, you know, what we all assumed to be a pretty solid Riverdale team and, and really had a chance to win that. So I think Coach Alex Melton over there is, is doing a great job as well. Um, people have asked me repeatedly how this thing will fall out, and I kind of just have to tell them, I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be um, just kind of whoever's playing the best ball on any individual Friday night. I think there's a, a great chance that it's a year that anybody could beat anybody. Um, obviously, Ravenwood's got uh, a tremendous quarterback uh, that can do a lot of things well. And, and I think I've told everybody, I think they're the favorite. But I think it's a really balanced year for this league, and it should be a lot of really fun Williamson County games on, on Friday nights throughout the season. Anybody can beat, can beat anybody. It's not something we want to hear when we're having to make weekly picks here, Clint. And I know a lot of us picked against Brentwood last week, so uh, <laughs> that, that's going to make things tough on us. But uh, anyways, we appreciate your time. and. Uh, 
you know, good luck this week and, and the rest of the season as well. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Well, guys, I just want you to know that uh, we always appreciate you know, all the coverage y'all provide high school athletes. Uh, high school athletes work incredibly hard. They put a lot of time into what they do, uh, and, and we appreciate the job y'all do at Main Street. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate those kind words. Happy to do and it, Clint. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. That has been Brentwood football coach Clint Finch. Really appreciate his time. Um, man, a lot of storylines there, Tyler, with with that team this year. And, uh, man, that Say schedule what? they've got is going to be tough, but it seems like they've got a chance. Brentwood-Ravenwood, I think, could has the uh, makings of a really good game. Um, that could be really good. I think they both kind of have things the other, other one does not if you will. And it's kind of going to be like black Blackman uh, with Brentwood where you just, you know, they're Brentwood's probably going to try and slow that game down. And uh, that could be a really good game. I, I think that could be really good. Certainly will be a big crowd there for a, a rivalry battle of the woods there. But um, anyways, let's take a quick break Tyler and then come back with some previews and picks for week two. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
now time for everybody, everyone's favorite part of the show. It's at least my favorite part of the show, the picks. Uh, this was a struggle last week. We mentioned it at the top, but just so many new faces, um, new coaches, kind of hard to predict some of these games, but we're hoping for a better showing this time around. We've, we've picked out four, four top games here. Of course, if you want to see all 10 predictions for some of the top games around from all of our staff members, that'll be up at MainStreetPreps.com by Wednesday afternoon, so be sure to check that out. Tyler, let's start our previews here with uh, a somewhat under-the-radar private school game here. It's it's kicking off on Thursday night, Nashville Christian at Good Pasture. Uh, I think this has a chance to be a pretty good game. Um, Nashville Christian, of course, coming off that runner-up finish last year. They they lost in week one to FRA, which congrats, congrats by the way, to Justin Geisinger for getting his first win and his FRA coaching debut. But, uh, you know, Good Pasture, they look like a team that's improved over last year. They've got a, a coach that's in his second season now and Greg Cotton. Uh, they've got a running back uh, named Jaron El- Elkins, who is a key member of their baseball team. He's actually a Wright State baseball signee, but he had 173 rushing yards and three touchdowns last week in a win over St. George's. So all that said, um, I actually like Good Pasture to, to pull this one out. Um, 24 to 17 is the score that I've got. Um, could see it going either way, but Nashville Christian, I think right now, is just working through replacing a ton of seniors off last year's team, including Josh Strickland who was really the heartbeat of that offense down the stretch last year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that could be a one-score game. I'm looking down at my pick, and I've actually got it as a two-score game. Uh, and I've got Nashville Christian winning 28-14, to 14, but uh, that could easily be a one-score game, a really good one. Um, Nashville Christian uh, bringing in a freshman quarterback, Jared Curtis, who is 6'2", 200. I'm sure we have not heard the last of him uh, over the next four years. It sounds like he's going to be really good. Um but I went with Nashville Christian, I think. But I think it could end up being a it could end up being a close one score game. And speaking of private schools, how about in uh, a, another kind of matchup of different levels of private schools? Uh, CPA at Brentwood Academy. What do you think about that one? Yeah, no, I think um, love the quarterbacks. I, I think uh, I think Thomas Vaccaro at CPA and George McIntyre at at BA are going to really light the scoreboard up at some point this year. Uh, just two well-trained, um, good-looking quarterbacks at this point in their career. You know, I I don't know how you uh, – this could really tell us a lot about Brentwood Academy. I think they played a thriller last week uh, against Milton, Georgia, and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but I've, I've got CPA 34-31. This was a wacky game last year. I think something wacky is going to happen again this year. Uh, if you want to maybe – identify a difference in the two i've got maybe london humphreys making up the difference he's uh he's gonna have a big year uh, he had a nice write-up uh in the athletic today uh, which is not something you see every day uh, apparently some more power five schools are, are getting kind of interested in him so i've got cpa they start the year two and oh yeah i'm with you there i've got cpa 28 to 21 over brentwood academy uh, you know, Brentwood Academy, like you said, overtime loss there to uh, Eagles Landing in Georgia and uh, scored 49 points. Uh, I'm telling you right now, CPA is not going to give up 49 points this Friday. I saw them last week against Independence, and man, despite whatever new players they've got, that defense is just as strong. Uh, they held Trey Hartwell really in check. I think he ended up with maybe 90-some-odd yards, but it took him a lot of carries to get there. It was hard running. He was getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage uh, quite often. And you've got Cruz Law, who looked a lot like Cade Law out there, maybe a little bit taller, wearing number 11, same same number Cade wore last year as the quarterback. And uh, 
he's right there at middle linebacker and they also give him the ball sometimes too. And he, he had three carries for 50 yards and three touchdowns. So anyways, yeah, I, I like CPA there as well. Um, and then how about the game we were just talking about with, with Clint Finch, uh, Brentwood at father Ryan. I think this has a chance to be a pretty good one. Um, you know, for all the reasons we talked about with Clint though, I, I like Brentwood in this one, uh, 21 to 14 over father Ryan. Uh, like he said, no shame in losing to East Nashville. That's, that's a good team coming off a state championship appearance. Um, but man, it just seems like something about that defense that, that black that Brentwood had, and then kind of it's a mix of running backs and, uh, ability to control the clock, I think could work to their advantage again. And so I've got them winning by one score. Yeah. I've got Brentwood 21, 14. I think father Ryan could have a bit of a challenge scoring in this one. Um, you know, to, you know, not, not nothing against East Nashville, but at the level Father Ryan's at, you know, probably ought to have a little bit more offense in, in that game last week. But, um, and I just think Brentwood has a great formula here with a good defense and an offense that knows how to control the clock. I also think they've got a good thing going with Adam Fontisha and Grant Nelson. So uh, that's going to be enough for them to get 21 points. And uh, Brentwood starts the year 2-0. and the other, the other interesting one, our last pick here, uh, Pearl Cone and uh, NBA. This one was, this one caught us all off guard last year with Pearl Cone winning and Barry on Brown just putting in an all-world performance. I, I just don't know outside of maybe Destin or Keaton Wade that there was a better individual performance last year, and I think you could argue that it was the best individual individual performance last year. But uh, NBA is is really up to speed right now. Early in the year, I, I've got them winning twenty one thirteen. They looked really good against Ravenwood. Uh, very balanced just across the board. Um, Pearl Cone's kind of figuring out its offense right now without Brown. I think uh, I think it's going to be really good. I think they're going to be really good in their in their class. Uh, Malachi Cromwell and Javion Kennard. Those guys were good last week. Javion Kennard is a name you're going to hear a lot this year. He's he's a really speedy guy and he's gonna he's gonna rack up some yards. And uh, but right now Darius Reed out possibly with him kind of questionable for Pearl Cone, I think NBA is going to win this one, but it's an interesting matchup. Yeah. You got to love the public private matchup. Kudos to them for putting it on the schedule here two years in a row. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, Barry on Brown delivered an all world performance last year. That was a huge boost for, for the firebirds and uh, kind of caught NBA maybe napping a little bit. You know, they had that tough start last year after kind of rolling Ravenwood in the first game. I believe they went on to lose the next three uh, against some pretty pretty good teams, including Pearl Cone, but yeah, I don't see it happening either. I mean, the experience of Marcel Reed, uh, the emergence of a new running back and Jonathan Moore, who had a great game, then picked up an offer from TSU right after, right after the game. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough test. So I've got NBA 35 Pearl Cone 21. So anyways, we'll see how it all shakes out. Hopefully Tyler, what was your record last week? I know I was, I was five and five. Yeah, I went five and five. I thought I did a little better than that, but uh, I never went back and looked to see which ones I got completely wrong. I know there were definitely a couple that uh, I had a chance to probably do well. I think I was the only uh, guy to pick Kane Ridge, but I'll have to go back and see where I slipped up. Um, I know I thought about picking McGavick, and uh, I didn't. Yep, I thought about they, that too. They made me pay, so we'll see what happens this week. I was already regretting the Cane Ridge and the McGavick picking against them. I, I didn't want to have to do it, but I did and regretted it. <laughs> so anyways, hoping for a better showing this week. 
Thanks to everybody who has been keeping up with our high school football coverage. We are just getting started. And, of course, we're going to have coverage of girls' soccer and volleyball and everything else going on as well. So stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com, and we'll see you next time on Main Street Preps this week.